Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, and welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, and training camp has ended in Latrobe. As the lights fall down at St. Vincent's, it's now time to ask ourselves who won these training camp battles. There were a ton this year, guys, and none bigger than our quarterback battles. Obviously, Mitchell Trubisky appears to have come through all of training camp still as the number one quarterback on this roster. The interesting aspect is that the number two quarterback appears to have changed. Started off being Mason Rudolph, our resident veteran to this Matt Canada system. He now appears to be supplanted by Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett took all the number two snaps this past week. He played excellently and won the game for us there in the first preseason game. Looks like Tomlin is elevating him to see what he can do in a higher role for this game coming up against Jacksonville. Uh, Interesting aspect is Chris Lodekin has also taken snaps in training camp for the first time. The last three practices, he took some snaps. So what does this mean now for Mason Rudolph? We have a very talented backup on this roster that has trade value. This may be the writing on the wall for Mason Rudolph possibly getting moved this week or next week, keeping Chris Lodekin on the roster, moving Kenny Pickett to the solid number two spot, which he appears to be capable of playing for an NFL season as Mitchell Trubisky starts as our starting quarterback going into this season. Really, really interesting the way that has turned out and Interested to hear what you guys have to think, too. Be sure to comment. Uh, Backup running back. This has also appeared to have changed. Obviously, Najee Harris is all world. It is a Najee Harris offense. Backup. It appears that Anthony McFarland is starting to wrestle that number two spot back away from Benny Snell, as he did the previous offseason. He was the number two back supposedly going into the season or supposed to be going into the season. His ankle injury took him out for his ability to be able to be the backup to Najee last season, but he is showing what he can do fully healthy. He is a playmaker. And I expect him to fully wrestle that number two job away from Benny Snell. And now that makes that number three job still a competition between Snell and Warren before the season starts. That is going to be a post-training camp battle right now. I think Snell has the edge. But Warren is starting to come on, and with Snell being injured, it's very difficult for him to show what he can do as this battle starts heating up for the number three running back. Number three tight end, it appears we have a new one. Kevin Rader was going to be on the roster. He's an excellent blocker. We know what he can do. He's been rostered on the practice squad for the last couple years. He's been on the show, and we've interviewed him. Love Kevin Rader. But it appears that Cam Hayward's little brother, Connor Hayward, has now wrestled that number three spot just with his athleticism. We're trying to find a spot on this team for Connor Hayward. It's going to be on special teams. It's going to be as a third tight end. It's going to be as a slot or an F receiver as well in certain situations. And maybe even lining him up in the backfield as an extra blocker or to run the football. This guy is an absolute football player. Connor is making this roster and making it solidly. And it was an excellent, excellent draft pick by the Steelers. Left guard. This competition has started to become kind of a little convoluted just because Dotson has been banged up for a bit. But what we've seen in camp, he has way better hands, way better power than Green. 
And I still don't know why Green is not working as a backup center because I think he gives us more value over half an hour. But this, even though Green is starting in this game against Jacksonville in preseason game number two, I fully believe Kevin Dotson will be the starter first game of the season. If both are completely healthy, all things level as considered, Kevin Dotson is going to get the edge. Wide receivers. This is the deepest spot on offense that we have, ladies and gentlemen. And unfortunately, with Anthony Johnson going on injured reserve, he was in the mix to making this roster. Unfortunately, with him going on injured reserve, it now means we are still probably going to keep six receivers and three running backs this year. Six receivers. I have Deontay Johnson as the X. I have Claypool in this, as the slot receiver now this year. And Pickens, our rookie, is going to be the starting Z receiver. That is the way the snaps are going in training camp. That appears to be the way they will be going in the regular season. Now, who's going to make the team as the backups? It looks right now that Austin is going to make the team just on pure athleticism and being a draft pick. Uh, as he's a little banged up right now, cannot wait to see what he can do in the return game. Gunner has made this team as well. And surprisingly, he's made this team as a receiver. I didn't know how athletic he was as a receiver until I got to see him in that first preseason game. Kenny Pickett loves going to him in training camp. He's basically his number one receiver every time he tries to throw a pass in seven shots or try to throw down the field in the full game settings with the full teams going against offense against defense. Gunner has made this team as a receiver. This is not a this is not a Switzer type pickup, a guy that can only be a routine returner and barely be a receiver. This guy is, is a legitimate athletic playmaking receiver and knows how to get open in that respect. And we all know he can return the football. So I'm really looking forward to watching Gunner out there making this team and helping this team become better. The last receiver on this roster, to the chagrin of all of my Baltimore Raven fans, friends. We are going to have Miles Boykin make this team as a special teams ace, as a special teams gunner, and as the backup Z, possible backup to the X in the, in the slot as well. This guy can play just about any position. And he was a steal for us to be able to grab him off of waivers, steal his contract, and utilize him this season. This may be a part where we even re-sign him in the future if he shows that he is as dynamic as I think he can be and then actually catch from an actual quarterback that actually throws the ball every play. We will have to see how he develops in the Steelers system, but if he develops better than he developed in, in Baltimore, the Ravens have another thing to call about and be upset about because the Steelers know how to do receivers better than the Ravens, and it's probably because we know quarterbacks a little bit better than the Ravens. Going on the defensive side of the football for these matchups, our defensive line has shown one thing. It is deep as hell. How deep is it, Striker? It is so deep that the guy that we signed for a one-year contract and Doug Costin, we let him go because we didn't need him. There's no place to put him. Wormley, Alualu, and Hayward are the starters, and we even have another sub-starter or positional starter with Okunjobi. So we have four starter-capable people in a position that we play two to three people on the field. That is absolutely awesome. Our two drafted young defensive linemen are developing very well. Loudermilk and Leal appear to be heir apparents. They're making plays. They are great with their hands. They are tough to block and shed blocks well. 
I'm really excited watching the development of these two players coming along. Then we also have Montrevious Adams coming back as a backup nose tackle and still have the Davis brothers. Both Davis brothers are showing excellent, excellent work and progressing through their rookie years into their uh, now third season that I believe they are in this league and doing very well. Both of them are probably competing for that last defensive lineman spot. Probably only one of them is going to win it. But these are all starter capable players in the NFL, in my opinion. We even still have Mondo on the roster as well right now. Probably it's going to be practice squatted, but this guy can play in the league as well. That's how deep we are. Doug Costin, sorry, we don't need you. It's going to be a tough decision on cut down time, but we have a lot of great players on the defensive line. Inside linebacker, that was the craziest, craziest uh, surprise matchup for who's going to be the starting inside linebackers. It looks like Miles Jack is a lock. Now it looks like Bush and Spillane are competing for that other spot. I've always been super high on Spillane. I love his athleticism. I do not consider him a backup in the NFL. I believe he's a, a starter-capable inside linebacker in this league because he's a playmaker, because he's intelligent, and because he can defend the pass as well. We saw him pick off, make a pick six in that uh, Ravens game two years ago. One helped win the game for us when Bush went down with injury. What as soon as he hurt that ACL, unfortunately, uh, which he's still trying to recover from. If that light switch does not turn on for Bush. He has a potential to be traded before the season started. If we can get a decent draft pick for him, I, I think with Rudolph, we need a third or a fourth. I think with Bush, we'd like to get a first, but we're probably not going to. Maybe a second or third. If we can get a day two pick, still worth considering if we're going to move on from a guy like Bush, especially when we have some great depth behind him. Robinson looks like he's a good playmaker in this league. Um, we know that Buddy Johnson can play in this. It was a great special teamer for us last year as well. Situationally, I'd like to see how he progresses as well. Still have Marcus Allen back there. Guy that transferred from safety into the inside linebacker spot is doing it well. Unfortunately, uh, Ulysses is off the team uh, with that injury. He's often injured, which is unfortunate because his athleticism was off the charts. He's not going to be part of the mix. But if they're trying to keep Buddy Johnson and Robinson on this roster, they might be looking to move Bush. And Robinson is making it look like it is a difficult move for him not to be on this team the way he's making plays. Also got to interview him this offseason before he was drafted. Great, great guy. Would love to see him rostered and make this NFL team and help our Steelers. Outside linebacker, we know who the starters are. That's Watton and Highsmith. Now, who's going to be our backups? Looks like it's going to be Avery and it's going to be Tuska. And those two are going to be the locks. I think we're only going to run with four outside linebackers this year. Everybody else, we may be taking an extra inside linebacker this year for the linebackers to make sure that we get our, our numbers the way that we need them because I think we're going to take Less linebackers this year and more defensive linemen this year just on how talented our defensive linemen are when we go to the roster. Strong safety. The contest is over. I thought it was going to be open competition between Edmonds and KZ. Edmonds has it. He's going to he's going to be the starting strong safety. I hope he improves. He looks like he's starting to make some plays here in the running game in uh, preseason. Would love to see him extend that into the regular season. I want to see him continue on that great TFL mark that he set last year in double digits tackles for losses. 
and build upon that and hopefully get some interceptions and force some fumbles as well because we need splash plays out of that first round draft pick and coming back there, fortunately on a reduced salary season, but hopefully that reduced salary will enter into higher dividends for his playmaking this season. Now we go with the corners. Outside cornerbacks appear to be, this is going to be our starting nickel. Wallace and Witherspoon on the outside, Sutton in the slot. When we go to nickel and dime, that appears to be the way it is going to be. Now, if we're on running downs, Mollett's going to come down into the slot and or in, into the slot corner and play on running downs. He's an excellent tackler, can get behind the, the, uh, the, the line of scrimmage and make some tackles for us, blow up the screen game, kind of like the way Mighty Mouse and Hilton used to do for us. One of my favorite players to ever put on a, a uniform and play slot corner for us. But if we're running in a two-corner set, it appears that it's going to be Sutton on the on the right side and Witherspoon on the left side. That will be our set in a 3-4 alignment. We don't play it often because teams usually utilize three receivers. But when we do, that should be the makeup of our corners. Now, Puncher, actually, a lot of you guys like to talk about us. They're going to have an open competition for Puncher. Some of you guys thought, hey, this Nizalek guy is doing pretty well. And he did. He did put up some great hang times and everything else. But it was good we brought in a quality punter to compete against Presley Harvin the third because he won it outright. We cut Nizalek. He is gone. And Presley Harvin is killing the ball in preseason. Over five second hang times. Had a 72 yard punt a couple days ago in camp. The guy is going to be a playmaker as a punter for us. And I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to have that weapon that we drafted to be able to come in and compete and be a great field flipper, pinning people inside the five, hopefully forcing some turnovers, maybe making a throw, maybe making a tackle. The guy is a, is a football player, and I'm happy to have Presley Harvin on the team as our punter. Uh, injured reserve, obviously, we talked about Anthony Miller going on injured reserve. Unfortunately, we also lost Carl Joseph, who was working at safety, who was working at cornerback, and he was the starting uh, slot corner there for a bit in training camp uh, when Mallette was first banged up and training camp started he was running with the ones immediately and he was doing very well I hope he can come back this season I hope he can find a way to compete I hope the season is not lost but right now he is on injured reserve and that is a person that we're not going to be seeing for a while it is now time on the cast for questions from Steeler Nation uh, we go over to the Steeler Nation Web page over at SteelerNation.com, the football forum. That is where I pull my questions for the podcast. Blitz asks the first question, who will be the third outside linebacker? I know we talked about both Avery and Tuska making the team. I think when Avery is fully healthy, he is going to be the number three off the field first. Even though Tuska is the system a little bit better, Avery was a starter all last season for the Eagles. This guy can play outside linebacker in this league and he will be our number three off of the bench. Next question from Blitz. Will we sign another free agent? If so, what position? My hope is Joe Hayden at cornerback. We all have a, lo a lot of love for Joe. I don't see a spot for Joe on this roster without a big injury happening. And that, to me, I don't see us picking up really anybody anywhere unless a big injury happens. Maybe picking up a backup center that can compete or do better than Hassenauer. I don't know why we're not even considering Green as a backup center at all anymore because he did start all last year as the center until he got hurt and Hassenauer came in and did pretty well in relief for him. But 
That is the only spot I can see maybe as a backup tackle bringing one in or a, a backup nose tackle bringing one in. Those are the only positions I can even see for possible adding for talent. Everywhere else, we are pretty thick and deep and set as a talented roster with our starters. And I'm very happy with the makeup of our roster as we are right now. Next questions from Ike Kelly. Hey, striker, I'll kick off the questions. It looks like the offense is setting down now in the second week of practice. The light bulb seems to have clicked with Canada's motion and misdirection offense for Trubisky and, and Kenny is slowly improving with this offense. Who would you rather see at left guard an athletic mover with green or a steamroller with big dot? I know he's hurt again right now, but what is your preference? I've talked about it before. My preference is Kevin Dotson because not only is he a, a, a bulldozer, he is tough to push backward in the passing blocking game. And that is something, unfortunately, that Green is kind of known for getting muscled by larger, stronger bull rushes. He gets thrown in the backfield. So if you're asking me who I want between Green and Dotson, Dotson is my guy. Week one, put it down. I believe he is going to win it outright if both of them are completely healthy. Also, who is going to be the backup to Cole? I mean, that's hour looks like he's right now going to be the backup. He's going to be rostered. I think it should be Green. I think Green gives us more athleticism at center. I would rather see him out there with those other blockers, the way we have the road graders on either side of him this year. He didn't have that kind of strength uh, last year with everybody kind of banged up. And having um, that old lineman to his right, I forget the guy's name that we had in for the year, but he didn't work out at all. And he didn't really show his strength that he should have. Next question from Matt Insomniac. Do you have any clue how the Steelers designate nose tackle, defensive tackle, and defensive end on the official roster? I often see Hayward listed as a defensive tackle, Cam, despite usually playing defensive end. And others don't often really make sense. Our team started designating our defensive end ends linemen as defensive tackles since they play three tech like a defensive tackle in a four three. Oh, that's it yeah that's why i started to say yes our team has started designated uh the defensive ends and the defensive tackles as defensive tackles and they did it about four or five years ago and if you notice that's when cam hayward started winning all pros and it was started winning um pro bowls for being a defensive tackle as opposed to a defensive end uh, as a defensive end, he has to compete against all of the four, three defensive ends, which are edge rushers. And he's not going to put up the numbers that a four, three defensive end edge rusher is going to put up in this league. But on our team, our edge rushers are our outside linebackers. So consider that we kind of play them at the line of scrimmage. And when our edge rushers are hand down on the line of scrimmage, that does turn Cam Hayward into a defensive tackle. It does turn Wormley or Okunjobi or to it when we had him into a defensive tackle. And that was the right way to list it because these guys are talented defensive linemen. They deserve to be recognized as pro bowlers, deserve to be recognized as all pro players, especially with Cam Hayward. And that didn't happen until we designated him as a defensive tackle. And rightfully so, because really our defensive ends are Watt and Highsmith. That's the way it works. I mean, I know we shuffle them around. That's the great part of a 3-4 defense. But that is the way we do. And of course, for nose tackle, for the zero tech that lines up right on the nose, we call them nose tackles. So um, Alu Alu and um, Adams will get the nose tackle designation, usually on our roster. 
Um, but we have some players that can move around. I know that Cam's played some nose. Uh, Oak and Joby's played some nose. We'll have to see if the Davis brothers, if one of them are going to uh, shoot up here and maybe wrestle one of these this backup nose position from uh, somebody like um, Adams. That still waits to be seen. And also Mondu played a bit of nose. He played all over that line as well. Um, next question, looking at what we have in training camp, what is more important? Next draft to get some high talent at offensive line or to get high in youth on D-line? Well, I'd have to say, Mad, that the defensive line is already taken care of. I mean, our defensive line is right now one of the thickest uh, positions on our roster. We're going to have a tough time cutting down because I feel we are about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight deep on our roster. And the ninth even played and was rostered in Mondu for six to seven positions. A lot of youth. The Davis brothers are young. Mondu's young. Um, Leal and Laudermilk are young. I mean, we really don't have to designate anybody on defensive line unless we want to really upgrade that nose tackle position on day three. I don't think it's worth a day one or day two pick ever again to draft a nose tackle, but I think you can get a starting caliber athletic nose tackle on day three. Four, five, six, seven. Find somebody, bring them to the team, let them compete. Because I think uh, Alu Alu has, might be in his last year this year. And unfortunately, he's getting to the end of his career. So that's something we have to think about. But on offense, tackle guard, we still haven't found our next generational center, which is something the Steelers are always looking for. We're hoping that Green was that guy. He's not. And when we find that generational center, it may be a first-round draft pick, like we did with Pouncey. We'll have to see how that works. But I think crazily, not even crazily, but I think we prioritize strong safety next season. I think we're going to be drafting a strong safety on day one or day two. And that is going to be the next person to play next to Minka Fitzpatrick and solidify that role. Cause Edmonds is only playing on a one-year contract and we can upgrade that position. So interesting to see how that's going to play out. And that's the way I see it going. And we're not going to be going DL as early as you may think we are mad. Uh, BK Wheat 28, uh, question from him, is Bush attempting to tackle even the practice dummies this summer? Uh, yeah, we've been talking about it. He's he's at risk of not even making this roster and being traded. Uh, I, I think he'll make the roster if he's going, if he's not traded, he will be on this roster as a valuable either starter or backup or rotational player here at the inside linebacker position. But the light has to turn on, and if it doesn't, the Steelers will look to move him. Um, next question. Can Rudy actually win this competition? Is it truly performance-based? Uh, he could. It was performance-based. And right now, Kenny Pickett's performance has taken him above Mason Rudolph. Right now, Kenny's the number two. So that makes Rudolph tradable as well. Crazy the way the training camp has gone this season. Uh, number three, how do the corners look at full speed and practice scenarios? I think the corners are looking really good. Um, Witherspoon's making plays. I know our undrafted rookie free agent, Bryant, I think is making plays. Um, Pierre is looking great. Uh, Justin Lane looks like he's taking a step back, unfortunately. He may not make this roster this year, but Pierre looks like he is positioned to be our backup outside corner, but we have a lot of talent at corner right now with three starter capable with Sutton, Wallace, and Witherspoon, and throwing Pierre there in the mix just makes it for a glut of talent in a position where we have been light at talent for years. Um, 
Next question or final questions, I think, here from Matt Insomniac. How about this? Which draft pick this year will eventually have the greatest legacy for the Steelers? Well, let's let's go through them. I mean, Kenny Pickett has the biggest ability to have the greatest legacy just because he's a first-round quarterback. If he becomes our first, our franchise quarterback, if he succeeds in this league, if he even takes us to a Super Bowl, his legacy will be cemented. As a, Especially if he wins it, he will be the best pick in the draft. Now, out of the box... Our number two pick in George Pickens, I think, has the highest potential to make a Pro Bowl this year out of all of our draft picks. I don't think I've been as excited about a rookie wide receiver since Plexico Burris. This guy's size to speed ratio is phenomenal. He's a willing and determined and punishing blocker. He knows what it takes to be successful excellent combat catcher. He will improve in his route running right now. That's the weakest part of his game right now. His athleticism and his ability to, to create and, and catch the football in combat situations are separating him from every single person on this roster and it is great to hear for him. But I'm most excited right now about George Pickens this season. Still, we got Leal. You said uh, he's dominating right now in, in preseason as well, doing really well. Looks like a future defensive end starter. Uh, I personally think it's going to take a couple years for him to season, but the potential is there for him to be a big contributor on this defense, as well as Loudermilk. And once we move on from Wormley, um, Okunjobi, I believe, is a one-year rental. Um, we're going to have somebody new probably coming in next year as a starter, and it's probably going to be one of those new guys. Um, I know Austin the third. Uh, looks like he's going to be a, a dynamic playmaker in the return game, in the receiving game. Um, need him to get healthy first if he's healthy. Sky is the limit on this guy as well. Um, Robinson and Hayward look like they're making this roster. They're both football players. Robinson used to be a running back. He's now an inside linebacker. He is making plays in training camp. He is moving up the charts. He's looking like a solid number two or, or second teamer right now already at inside linebacker and nearly a lock to make this roster. Uh, Cam Hayward is a football player, a playmaker, and they are moving him all around. Scat back, slot, fullback, tight end. They, they're just looking for places. And then, of course, special teams, gunner, block team. He's going to be out there in multiple phases. This guy is going to be not only make the roster, but these guys are going to wear hats. And both of these guys are going to be big special teams contributors, in my opinion, for the coverage teams coming up for this for this next year. Um, last draft pick, obviously, Elodikin. I believe the only way he is making this roster is if we move Rudolph. We don't move Rudolph. He is probably destined to be our practice squad quarterback. And that's not a bad thing. He's got potential to move back up. Steelers don't need to draft a quarterback if they have got some good depth there behind Mitchell Trubisky. Pickens starting to make a push there for the starting position, possibly sometime this season, maybe next year. Uh, that will be really, really interesting to see. And especially the way Mitchell Trubisky's contract is, would love to see Kenny Pickett wrestle that contract, that starting quarterback away from him next year, pay Mitchell Trubisky as a backup on a backup salary. And it's a win-win situation for everything Steeler related, both for having quality players on the field and the way it affects our salary cap. Win-win. Love the way that contract was done for Mitchell Trubisky. If he's a starter, he deserves to be paid. If he's backing up, he's getting backup money. Love it. Perfectly done. Last question from Mighty Guru. George is roasting every defensive back he faces. Is he good 
Or are our defensive backs in trouble this season? Yeah, I know it's only camp, but dang. Yeah, and that after that first preseason game, wow. That catch in the back of the end zone, making the catch down the sideline, the combat catch over the middle. The guy is a player, and he can play in this league. He's going to be tough for not just our cornerbacks, but any cornerback in this league. And I can't wait to see him on game day with a hat going out there making plays for the Steelers because we already know Deontay Johnson's going to make plays. We know Claypool is a playmaker as well. And heck, we're looking even at like um, Gunner and Austin being able to make plays for us as well. Boykin's making plays in the preseason as well. I mean, this is such a great, great position for us to be able to watch and a great position also for our young and new quarterbacks to have this excellent wide receiver talent to throw the football to George being just above and beyond any expectations I had for a second round draft pick. As we know, Juju was a second round draft pick amazing out of the box. So was James Washington. James Washington did not work out. DJ Chark was the next receiver drafted. Unfortunately, we did not draft DJ Chark. But the way that worked out was we drafted George Pickens. And I think he has more upside than DJ Chark. So we'll have to see how that works out in these upcoming years. But I am psyched for it. Steeler Nation, that's all the time we have for the podcast. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Total Sports Enterprises at tseshop.com. Check out their Twitter as well, at Total Sports ENT, to get a free signed jersey just about every week especially when the season comes up. They're giving away stuff every day. Follow them at Total Sports ENT on Twitter. Vidcast will be Tuesday live at 7 p.m. So subscribe to our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash Steeler Nation. Read our great original Pittsburgh Steeler focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram and Facebook at SteelerNation.com. Follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast. And follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok at SN Striker. Thanks for joining us for the Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of nothing. It's 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 us, part of the Steeler Nation network. We are Steeler Nation. I'm your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!